Greetings in Jesus precious name my dear Revive Nations Church family wherever you are whatever time of the day afternoon evening or night you're tuning in whether locally or internationally may the Lord cause this day to be a day when his name that is being breathed upon you will give you a new identity will give you a new perspective it will give you a new revelation of who God is and what he is doing in your life you know every week when we come together as a family and when we gather together and we come and begin to comment on the stream and we like this stream or share this stream with someone else what we are doing is we are allowing the lord to use us as his channels as his vessels so that we can be those people that are uh, uh, letting the river of god flow through us the river of god flow among us you should remember the words of our prophet from the last weekend it is according to the measure of our thirst the thirstier we are the greater will be our encounter with god we are defined not by our anointing not by our influence not by our external circumstances we are defined we are identified by the measure of our thirst if we are willing to be thirsty in this season you know god is somebody who is intentional to release encounters and breakthroughs to his children and i am so excited to read all of your comments and responses you know and it is so amazing to read your heart and your desire for god the way that you tune in early and you start responding to what god has been speaking and doing and i really appreciate what god is doing in your heart you know the bible says and that uh, taught about this last week how unless our eyes are opened we can't really have a revelation that is what happened to the two disciples that were walking on the road to emmaus their eyes had to be opened and i'm thankful to the lord that our eyes are opened to new realities in the spirit realm that your eyes wherever you are your your ears your spiritual understanding your wisdom it is opened to receive something new and fresh and the more you see the more you understand the deeper you are going to be rooted this year and i have to begin by saying a word of thanks to the lord for the way that he has been using our father and mother and this entire ministry to lead us in this season into the heart of god and i believe that every weekend when we come to receive a word it is Uh, not just uh, a sermon but it is a prophecy over our lives it is a prophecy over our circumstances and when we are hungry and when we are receptive with the same measure we will actually see that manifest in our lives we will see that prophetic utterances that dad releases on the uh, streams that our prophet releases over the videos over the Uh, messages in telegram wherever he may write a word 
I believe that those words can become extremely accurate and prophetic in nature in each area of our lives. You know, for the last two weeks, we have been studying this uh, book of Revelation where we've tried to understand how the one world government will look in the last days. What does the Bible say about this one world government? You know, I, I picked up studying the book of Revelation a while back. And the primary reason that I started doing it is because there was a lot of conversations and teachings around it, uh, you know, around my life when I was growing up. And several things that they were teaching me, several things that they were saying, I could never find it in the scripture for myself. And that really concerned me. And that is why I started saying, okay, if it is not in the scripture, I don't think I need to really rely and believe everything. So that that kind of pushed me to study the book of Revelation. And our father, he has, he has taught us the importance of going back to scripture and let the Lord speak to us from his word. And if it's not in the scripture, if it is not biblically validated, then we do not have grounds to receive it or stand on it. And the way that we can prepare ourselves for this end times, it is by studying the scripture to know what God expects from us, what God has uh, asked us to be prepared to encounter, what God has warned us to avoid and make sure that we do not even touch some of these things. And this, this morning or evening, wherever you are, I'd like to touch on the topic of the mark of the beast that will be unleashed during this one world government. It is not going to be a, a small affair. It is going to be a massive affair. That's what the Bible says. And the whole world is preparing towards something like that, where we are going to be dependent on this mark if we have to have our daily sustenance. Let me take you through to the book of Genesis to give you a, a brief glimpse uh, in the life of Cain. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 15, it says the Lord replied, No, nobody's going to kill you, Cain, for I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. And then the Lord did something. The, the, the Bible says, then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So there was a mark that was placed upon Cain, upon his head or uh, somewhere on his body, just to make sure that people will identify him as somebody that God is going to punish if somebody is going to try killing this guy. Now, this was a very unique uh, incident in the Bible that we don't really read about very often in any other stories. And yet we see this nature of God where he wants to put a mark of identity upon somebody that he has his eye upon. And throughout history, you would see that God is a God of identity. 
he loves to mark his people he loves to pronounce a name upon his children in fact this is even his own nature if we read in the book of revelation we will see this in revelation chapter 19 and verse 16 uh, it says on his robe at his thigh this is speaking about jesus it says on his robe and at his thigh was written this title king of all kings and lord of all lords there was a name that was written on the robe and the thigh of jesus and what is that title written it says king of all kings and the lord of all lords so this is like a a mark on jesus and it is something that is engraved on his physical body uh, the the root word would mean engraved uh, something like tattooing on your body it says that this name was engraved on jesus the king of all kings and the lord of all lords now that is amazing because we may sometimes think that the kings that is referred to here is the earthly kings but that's not true the lords that is referred to over here are the lords of this world no that's also not true he is talking about you and i who will be reigning and ruling with him we will be the kings and we will be the lords on this earth and jesus he will be the king of all these kings and he will be the lord of all these lords upon the earth and what he's essentially have written on himself is not just his identity but your identity my identity is written upon jesus it's amazing how the bible is very intentional to reveal to us that that hey god is very purposeful about our identity what we engrave upon our lives what we engrave upon our uh, our circumstances what what we do to uh, connect our identity to somebody or something that is really really important to god you know if you read another scripture in the book of revelation you will also find that another name was written on this lady's forehead you remember we touched on this last week revelation chapter 17 and verse 5 it says a mysterious name was written on her forehead and that name said babylon the great the mother of all prostitutes and the obscenities in the world so there is a name that was written on jesus and there is a name that was written on this wicked woman that we see the babylon the great on her as well there is a name that is tattooed or there is a mark upon her and it is very obvious that this is not just a a name that we are getting to hear or read about as a symbol but it was something that she will have as her identity it's something that will be 
irremovable anybody that looks at her or has an encounter of who she is will immediately understand her identity just like anybody who sees jesus will know his identity that this is the king of all these kings this is the lord of all these lords in the same way when they look at this woman they will know exactly who she is now that we understand that the purpose of this mark is for others to see and identify you know when people would look at cain it was for them to see and identify who this man is when people would look at jesus it's for them to identify who he has rulership over and who he is lord over and when they look at this obscene woman in revelation chapter 17 they will understand who is she and what she is doing with her life now that we understand this let's proceed to chapter 13 where we are introduced to the mark of the beast now you remember in chapter 13 we studied the two beast just in case you've missed that go back to couple of weeks back where we studied the entire revelation chapter 13 and you will understand the context of both the beasts and this is talking about the second beast who's going to be more ferocious more vulgar more uh, violent he is going to enforce the kingdom of the devil it says in the second half of the uh, tribulation period and this is what he does it says he required everyone small and great rich and poor free and slave to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead so this was not optional this was required it was necessary it was mandatory it says he required everyone small or great rich or poor free or slave to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead so this is something that nobody could escape this was something that would bring everybody onto one level you know uh, we hear about so many values uh, like capitalism communism socialism that goes on about in different nations of the earth and you would see that some places you you hear about values that are celebrated values of equality that are celebrated and you will see that mentioned here when it says the rich and the poor free and the slave everybody comes down to the same level and everybody is required to take this particular mark they are required it is not optional they are required now you remember the purpose of this mark it is so that everybody can identify who this person is when they look at him they will know who he belongs to they will know where he is from where he is going and that is the purpose and it says that when the mark was given they had the option either to take it on the right hand or to take it on the forehead they had the option of either keeping it public if you take it on the forehead everybody will know it nobody can escape 
seeing what is on your head or you have the option of taking it on your right hand which can be hidden which can be covered with your clothes or it can be covered and yet the forehead one it will be visible for those that will take it like that you know what i feel is that this is the enemy giving people the option to secretly be a follower of the beast or publicly be a follower of the beast you know we would read about the other marks in the book of revelation that god would give his children and none of those marks had an option they had to be had to be on the forehead they cannot be either on the forehead or on the right hand they always had to be on the forehead and yet when it came to the mark of the beast and yet when it came to the devil's mark he did this sneaky thing where he said hey you can either publicly be my follower or you can secretly be my follower and i think that many people are going to be swept away in this great deception thinking that i am not i am not belonging to this system publicly nobody acknowledges me as part of this system or i i'm not associating with uh, all of this in a complete manner and yet i would like to receive the benefits of this particular system so i don't mind taking this on my right hand so i don't mind secretly identifying myself with this system but publicly i i would like to continue to have a neutral ground and that is the that is going to be a big big deception that we have to be aware of and stay away from that publicly or privately the lord knows what we are doing the lord knows what we are saying yes to the lord knows who we are partnering with and it goes on to say in verse 17 that no one could buy or sell anything without that mark which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name now there is clarification mentioned about the mark of the beast and it says that this mark would either be the name of the beast or there is a number that represents his name now that is what this mark is going to be consisting of and then it goes on to say in verse 18 wisdom is needed here let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is sits 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 now i did a little bit of a reading up on this and try to read it in different translations go back to original scripts to see what are the different ways in which it is mentioned in every one of those places you would continue to see the word sits sits it's mentioned there is a couple of places where you may find sits one sits there's only one or two uh, transcripts of the original bible where you would find sits one sits and even in that you know you would see that there is a there is something that the lord was trying to speak but most of the transcripts you would always find the number sits 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 you know 
you may wonder what does this truly mean and if you read the verse it's very clear it says it is the number of a man a man it is not the number of god but it is a number of a man if you know if you go back to the book of genesis you would see that man was created on the sixth day sixth day was the day when god created adam and eve when god formed them out of the dust of the earth and gave them life since the day was the day when this man he came to life and in the book of revelation it says that this number sits it is the number of the man of a man and if you read verse 17 it says that this mark of the beast it is either going to be the name of the beast or the number that represents his name so the name that he has it can represent a number let me explain this to you if you take the name jesus in greek in and you spell it out every alphabet of those greek letters would have a name uh, would have a number every alphabet would have a number and if you add those number together you will get the numerical value of that name you know if you just google about it you can go on wikipedia and read about it this this very well known in christian numerology the number 888 that represents jesus because that is the number that is the uh, the number which is the sum or the total of all the values of the word jesus in greek and uh, similarly if you would add the name nero or nero caesar you know you would see that the numbers would add up to the number 666 or another form of the same word would come to 616 now i don't think this was a coincidence because if you remember last week we spoke about how john would look at the beast and he would say that this beast is going to be a uh, an amalgamation of the previous seven kingdoms and the kingdom that is currently reigning you know at that at john's time was the roman kingdom and caesar was at the top of it nero the the caesar nero he was at the top of it and john is probably referring to him or referring to the spirit behind him and he's saying hey his number is going to be the number of a man and that is why wisdom is needed here because it is not just referring to one person it is it is referring to a spirit that is going to resurrect in another man that is going to be uh, functioning behind another person when he comes at the end of time and it will be very similar to the previous seven kingdoms and he says that this mark of the beast it is not going to be just ordinary mark 
it is going to be a mark which we will know and we will know and we will know for sure that this is a mark which carries or identifies the name of the beast or it identifies us to the number of his name that is something that we need to be aware of so practically speaking if you ask me if we're going to receive a chip implant or we we would be asked to take a, a chip on our foreheads or our hands those could be many variants of the same thing see i think what the enemy is doing is to is to make this so common so normal that by the time the antichrist comes by the time the beast comes and and uh, introduces something like this it's not going to be a big deal for them it is just going to be like switching from one brand to another it would be just about switching from one company of uh, wireless network to another company you know they they are offering better services and they are offering better uh, privileges if you join them so so the whole world is progressing towards a time when taking the mark of the beast on our hands or our forehead is going to become so common so normal that when the enemy comes it will it will it wouldn't look like a big deal now the problem is that by the time that this happens in the book of revelation it is not just going to be about business transactions although business transactions are going to be dependent on it it is not just going to be about the fact that you can't work anywhere or live anywhere or be in the public eye without this mark although all of those things are going to be uh, added benefits of taking the mark the primary thing would be to understand that your allegiance your loyalty now belongs to this beast if you read the previous scripture in uh, revelation chapter 13 you will understand that the second beast he would force the people all over the world to become loyal to this beast and as a result of it the the, the loyal ones will be granted the uh, the mark the loyal ones that are willing to worship the statue of the beast they are the ones who will be given the mark so so it's not just a matter of doing business so it's not just a matter of being uh, you know convenient or okay you know this chip is it's protective it's helpful no it is going to be much much more than that where taking part of something like this is going to require loyalty it is going to require a pledge of your allegiance to this new government that is coming up all over the world or this government could be part of one of those 10 kings that we learned about last week uh, that that it it would require for you to submit to their rules and regulations and pledge your allegiance to the beast and as a result of it you will be rewarded the mark of the beast it is not going to be forced upon you but it is going to be a result of your willingness or your allegiance to say yes to the beast and to worship him 
So wherever you read about the mark of the beast in the Bible, especially in the book of Revelation, you would see it being accompanied with the term worship. Anybody that took the mark of the beast or would and would worship the beast. So it, it, is, it is not possible that you take the mark of the beast and you do not worship the beast. And vice versa, if you worship the beast, it is not possible that you do not take the mark of the beast. So what I'm trying to emphasize here is that you will not do this by mistake. We cannot take the mark of the beast by mistake because this would require intentional effort to love, serve and be loyal to this beast that is going to rule upon the earth. And, and that would require a great amount of deception. Let me read the, the result of uh, doing this in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 9. It says, a third angel followed them shouting, anyone who worships the beast and his statue or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand, they must drink the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever and they will have no relief day or night. Why? For they have worshipped the beast and his statue and have accepted the mark of his name. Do you see something here? It doesn't say that everybody that lives on the earth will have to experience God's judgment. It says those ones that did take the mark of the beast that did worship the statue or that did pledge their allegiance to the beast those ones will have to suffer for eternity they will have to suffer in great torment and you know they will be put into this fire and which has burning sulfur and they will be tormented in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb for all eternity. That is what it says is the result of those people who do take this mark of the beast. And like I told you, it accompanies by saying they also worshipped the statue or worshipped the beast himself. And uh, verse 2 of Revelation chapter 16, this is what it says. So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth and horrible malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Did you remember this? Do you remember this? I told you, wherever the mark of the beast is mentioned, worshipping the statue goes hand in hand with it. So you cannot take the mark of the beast and not worship the statue. I hope you remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the book of Daniel, where they were expected to worship a particular statue. They were expected to worship the image of King Nebuchadnezzar in gold. 
and because they refused to do that they were cast into uh, a you know a fiery furnace and i think that that is a kind of persecution that is going to come upon god's people and this is how god is going to take vengeance for his people the bible says that god is going to pour out a bowl of his wrath upon the earth and malignant sores will break out on everyone who had the mark of the beast so during those 7 years the earth is going to go through crazy turmoil there is going to be a lot of god's people being hurt and persecuted by the enemy but parallelly god is going to pour out his wrath his anger his judgment upon those that have pledged their allegiance to this beast and those that are following this beast those that have taken the mark of the beast and are worshiping this beast so again like i told you earlier i would like to emphasize this is going to this is not going to be by mistake this is not going to be by chance or by coincidence that somebody took the mark of the beast it is going to be an intentional effort to take it and to worship the beast you cannot do one without the other revelation chapter 19 and verse 20 it says and the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshiped his statue both the beast and his false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur now here we get an insight on how many people around the world would be deceived into taking the mark of the beast it says that because of the miracles that they did the prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast that is going to cause many people to be deceived into thinking that this is the real deal that i can sell my body i can sell my destiny i can give up everything to be part of this movement and that is something that you and i have to be careful of and cautious about that the enemy is going to come with deceptive miracles not miracles but deceptive miracles and this deceptive set of miracles that is going to steal your worship that is going to steal your allegiance is the sign that these miracles are not from god one of the genuine sign of a move of god is that that move of god will glorify god it will glorify jesus any time that there is a move of god and it is not glorifying god it is attracting us to the miracle more than attracting us to the presence of god more than attracting us to the lover of our souls i think that there is a danger in those miracles because those miracles can end up deceiving us now are we against miracles absolutely no we believe in a god of miracles we believe in a wonder working god and yet we are careful because the bible says because god says that the prophet of the beast is also going to use the same miracles 
to try and deceive even the elect, uh, the Bible says, even the elect, even the chosen ones will be deceived into believing that this is the real deal. And as a result of their deception, many are going to worship this beast and many are going to take his mark. And it says that at the end, these guys will be thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 4 says, Then I saw thrones and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and, the, and for proclaiming the word of God. And what is the characteristic about them? It says, They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. What is the what is the category of people that are going to rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years? They are only the ones who do not take the mark, who do not worship the beast, who do not bow down to the image or the statue of the beast. You and I think that, oh, I, if I can just say the right prayer, if I can just, you know, uh, go to church, just be a Christian, I can make it to the end. No, it's got more than that. Your faith has to be rock solid to stand against every deception of the enemy. It has to avoid this worship of this beast, a worship of his statue, his image, worship of, of his system that, uh, that would enforce you to take this mark. And it says, as a result of it, some of you will be beheaded because of your testimony and because of Jesus and because you were willing to proclaim the word of God. It is to that extent that some of our identity and our allegiance, our pledge of loyalty to Jesus will be tested. So, friends, are you ready for a world like that? We are entering into a world like that where your life, where your careers, where your ministry, your church, your family, things that you hold dear to yourself, those things are going to be tested. Those things can be put on the line for you to be able to continue to love Jesus and be loyal to Jesus. Are you ready to make the sacrifices required to prove to the world that your allegiance is only and only to the Lamb of God? That you're not going to bow down before any other beast, but that you are going to be loyal a hundred percent to the Lamb of God. Now, that we understood what is the mark of the beast and what it can do. Can we go a little further and study about another mark that we read in the book of Revelation? If you read Revelation chapter 7 and verse 2, this is way before the Antichrist comes and releases the mark of the beast. It says, Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to those four angels 
who had been given power to harm land and sea and this is what the angel says wait don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of god on the foreheads of his servants so you know like i told you earlier when god is going to seal his people it is not going to be either on the forehead or on your hands it's only on the forehead you do not have the option of being a secret follower of jesus you can be a secret follower of the beast but if you want to be a follower of jesus you have to be a public follower of jesus there is no secretly following and secretly believing and secretly loving jesus jesus said it like this if you love me and if you honor me if you acknowledge me before people here on earth then i am going to honor you and i am going to acknowledge you and i am going to lift you up before my father and the angels in heaven and if you dishonor forget or refuse to acknowledge my name before the people here on earth then i'm going to do likewise before my father and the angels in heaven so you and i we cannot be secret followers of jesus we have to be public followers and it's amazing how it says that god had ordained for no harm to come upon any creation till the foreheads of all those servants of god will be marked let me read it further and it says and i heard how many were marked with the seal of god 144000 were sealed from all the tribes of israel and then you see the list of all the tribes have 12000 people were marked from each tribe of israel and we'll talk about this at a later time about the importance of the nation of israel and how they will be used during this end times to bring glory to god and to receive our messiah and his people back onto this world and it says that the seal of god went out and was it was placed specifically on all these jewish servants of god that were doing the right thing and they they were keeping themselves pure to serve god they went out into the ends of the earth preaching the gospel and and talking about the lamb and these were the ones even before they did any of the things that they did they were sealed by god isn't that an amazing thing for us to know that you and i we are not left on our own to fend the the beast or to fend uh, defend ourselves against the 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 statue or the mark of the beast that even before we go into that god is going to mark us with his seal with his divine seal by which we can publicly acknowledge to the world around us who we are and to whom we belong the bible says in revelation chapter 9 and verse 4 they were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees but only the people who did not have the seal of god on their foreheads so this is a uh, uh, one of those 
judgments that God is pouring out upon the planet. And he says, they were allowed to hurt only those that did not have the mark of God upon their foreheads. So I want to invite you, my dear friend, wherever you are, are you going to be among the people that are going to get the mark of the beast? Or are you among those that are going to receive the mark of God upon your forehead? You cannot escape both of them. You're either going to be in the camp which is going to be marked by God or you will fall into the camp that is going to be marked by the enemy, by the beast. The Bible goes on to say in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1, it says, Then I saw the Lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. So this is a detailed description of the mark of God upon our lives. It says, it's not just anything that is written, just like the mark of the beast involves the name or the number representing his name. It says, the mark that God would put on their heads, on their foreheads, will be the name of the lamb, and his father's name, that is the name of Yeshua and the name of the father that will be written, that will be sealed on their foreheads. That's why when we had the worship song playing in the beginning that said, just breathe your name upon me, Lord. I was so excited because I was like, man, that is exactly what God is speaking to us this morning about having his name being breathed upon us, being sealed upon our lives, be, that, that his name becomes our identity. And it says that we will have a mark, that those people of God, they will have the mark of the name of the Lamb and his father's name. Now, I understand the question that many of us will have right now because you're thinking wait a minute this is not for everybody this is for those 144,000 people those from the tr different tribes of Israel who will be marked with this mark of God what about us what about what about Christians what about un, uh, uh, non-Jewish uh, Christians followers of Jesus what about our mark Will we have to go through all the problems, the trials, the judgments that will be poured out upon the earth? Friends, do you know that you and I, we already have the mark of God on our lives? See, the Jewish people, they do not have the mark of God because they have not yet received the Messiah. But you and I who have received and welcomed the Messiah into our lives, we have already been marked by God. That's what the Bible says. We have already been sealed by God towards the final day of redemption. Let's read the word together so that this word goes deep into your spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. It says, And do not, let me repeat, and do not, grieve the Holy Spirit of God 
or in other words do not offend or vets or sadden him this is a warning that apostle paul is giving to the church and he's saying you have to be very careful to 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 honor and to celebrate and to respect the holy spirit of god you know in this season we've been studying about the rivers that we have access to that we can receive and walk in and be rooted in and jesus would talk about these rivers in the book of john chapter 7 verse 37 38 39 and it would go on to say that these rivers it represented the holy spirit who will be poured out upon the church and now god is connecting it back and he says hey do not grieve the holy spirit of god this river of god this move of god this presence of god do not grieve this person of god do not offend him or vets him or sadden him do not talk against this river do not fight the flow of this river do not go against what god is doing in your life in this season because it is by this river it is by this spirit of god it is by this person that you were sealed i'd like to read the words used by the amplified translation to translate the word sealed it says it is by this river or it is by this holy spirit that you were sealed somebody comment saying i am sealed by this river of god and it says that it is by this holy spirit that you were marked it doesn't say you will be marked it says you were already marked and it the other translation of the same word would mean branded as god's own you know in the olden days when they would have a slave uh, one of the best ways they would do uh, to prove that this slave belongs to this particular owner is to brand that slave with an uh, with a uh, metal rod to make sure that everybody knows this servant or this slave belongs to him and you and i we have been branded by the spirit of god now we are not ordinary people that's why not everybody will like you my dear friend not everybody will get along with you not everybody will understand your language not everybody will understand the thought process that you have the perspectives that you have received on this stream not everybody will understand that it's okay that's because you've been branded by a river you've been branded by this holy spirit of god and it says that this holy spirit of god he sealed you he branded you he marked you he secured you for what for the day of redemption that final great and mighty and awesome day this holy spirit has branded you towards that day the day of final deliverance through christ from evil and the consequences of sin so you like it or not you believe it or not you already have the mark of god over your life you already have the seal of god upon your life if you've been listening to this stream regularly every week that the holy spirit releases a new 
river, a new understanding, a new revelation into your life. You, your identity is becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. The mark of God upon your life is going to become more and more visible to the people around you. It is going to come to a place where you cannot hide it anymore. And it is going to now start impacting everything about you. It is going to impact the way you live. It is going to impact the way you spend money. It is going to impact the way that you are a person, the person that you are, your identity is going to be impacted because of this river that you belong to. I'm getting really, really excited and I hope that you are excited to be part of this river that we are currently swimming in, in this season. Let me finish quickly by reading a couple of more scriptures filled with hope, filled with promises of God. The book of Revelation chapter 3 and verse 12 it says all who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my god and they will never have to leave it and what will i do i will write on them the name of my god and they will be citizens in the city of my god the new jerusalem that comes down from heaven and from my God and I will also write on them my new name this is Jesus speaking to the seven churches this is Jesus speaking to anybody that has ear whose ears are attentive to hear the truth this is Jesus speaking hey when when I when you give attention to this river You've already been marked, you've already been sealed, you've already been branded and secured towards the day of redemption. And that is why you should not talk against this river. That is not. That is why you should not talk against this Holy Spirit. And as you continue to live a victorious life, as you continue to overcome, as you continue to not stay in your mistakes and your sins, as you continue to rise up and and conquer the struggles and the problems around you. This is what I will do. I will write on you the name of my God. This is Jesus saying. And he says, I will brand you with my father's name. You remember the 144,000? They had two names written on their foreheads. One was the name of the father. And second was the name of the lamb. And it says, I will write on you. Jesus says this. He says, I will write on them the name of my God. That is the Father's name. And then it says, I will write on them my new name. My new name. So, in heaven, it's all going to be about identity. You and I, just like if you have to live here on earth during the reign of the Antichrist, you will need the mark of the beast. You and I, we will need the mark of Christ. We will need the mark of the Father's name upon our lives so that you and I can exist in eternity. We need the mark of the Holy Spirit, the the river that has sealed us. We need the name of Jesus upon our lives and we need the name of the Father. I hope that you can go back into these scriptures and meditate on it till all these scriptures become revelations, personal revelations to you. It says in 
Revelation chapter 22 and verse 4. It says, And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads. That is going to be our destiny, friends. I don't want to leave you by saying that the mark of the beast is coming, so you have to be afraid or scared. No, I want to leave you by saying that the mark of God is upon your life. Are you going to take it seriously? Are you going to value the river that you're in? Are you going to value the move of the Holy Spirit in your life by which you're sealed? Are you going to value what Jesus wants to do in you and through you by helping you become an overcomer? Are you going to value that? If you are, then you will experience this eternity with God where His name will be written on our foreheads. So this next week, till this weekend, my encouragement to you is that you will make the name of God famous. That when people talk to you, they will see the mark upon your life. They will see what you are branded with. Paul would say something uh, very interesting when he was called by God. He said, I've been called to carry his name to the Gentiles, carrying his name. You know, we are surrounded by all these social media influencers on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. And these guys, they would brand themselves in such a way that if they wear a particular brand of clothes, that is advertisement for everybody. They, they are expected to carry that brand wherever they go with the, by the way that they carry those clothes on and they, they show them off. And you and I, we are called to carry the name of God, to, to carry the brand of the Holy Spirit, to carry the brand of our Father. So in this next few days that we have, can I encourage you to become intentional in making the name of Jesus famous wherever you go, wherever you go, wherever you go. And even as we conclude, may I invite you to just, just pray with me and say, Lord, breathe your name upon me. Just breathe your name upon me. Let your name become my identity. Let your name become my revelation. Let your name become my foundation. Let your name become my everything. Father, we just humble ourselves before you and we know that you were speaking to us and you were opening our eyes and you were expanding our understanding. We do not have any understanding unless you give it to us, Lord, and we submit everything that we have into your mighty, righteous, faithful, just hands. And in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Wow. I enjoy seeing all your amens in the comments and keep it coming and may the Lord bless you. We'd love to continue to hear your testimonies and your stories and your personal revelations even as you engage with the word of God. And do not miss my dear friends, take a moment to like and share this YouTube video and do it with all the videos that you watch on our channel. It'll really help the word of God to spread and go beyond where it is going today.
and right now. Thank you for tuning in. Let us prepare our hearts, minds towards our Sunday service where, we'll, where we will receive a fresh word from the heart of God. God bless you all.